Olga, welcome to the John Covey podcast. Hi, thank you for inviting me. You're very, very welcome. Episode 47. Hey. Marvellous. So, Olga, before we get into some serious debates and questions, okay. yeah, <laughs> just tell us a little bit about yourself. Right, I am a life coach, business coach and a speaker. I, I'm very passionate about what I do because I develop people, I challenge them, I make people cry, but I build them. Yeah. So, this is what I do. That's what you do. So, so you've got here that you, you help people to reveal their true potential, transform themselves, take their life and their business to that next level. That's yeah? true. So you are an experienced certified life coach, yes. uh, business mentor and a coach working with all levels of organizations to create motivated, positive, um, anxiety and burnout free workplaces. Yes. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Well. How did that start? It started a while ago. Started in Latvia when I was uh, working in the corporate world. Okay. That was uh, a good job, very good job. Sure. Considering that was in Latvia and I was a female, sure. I was earning quite a lot of money. So what what was the job? Um, I was working in uh, telemarketing. Uh -huh. Working with business clients. However, my passion was always to help people, mm -hmm. and I was doing counselling as a part time slash hobby thing because it wasn't just my thing really. But when I came to UK, I could not continue with that because I didn't speak any English. So I had to stop that or whatever else I was doing and um, Not a learning. word of English. Well, I could say, hi, my name is Olga. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. And can, goodbye. Can you, can, can, are you, can you still flip back into it very fluently as well, back into um, Russian? Russian. Yeah, yeah, of course I can. Yeah. Yeah. With my child, we actually speak Russian English all the time. Oh, really? And we flick between both of them. I even don't know how, but we just do it automatically. Sure, sure. Somehow. Yeah. So you don't need to kind of process that transition. You can just kind of you can no, just No, I just do it. Really? Yeah, and really. I find it easier to think in English and find it easier to write in English. If I make any notes, they're only in English. Really, yeah. really. So you've, 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 and how long has that been? Or what period of time? It will be ten years in twenty-three days. <laughs> oh, are you going to celebrate? Oh yes. Absolutely. How are you going to celebrate? I don't know yet, yeah. but probably I will just throw a massive party. Yes. Because why not? I like the way that you're thinking. Good stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I interrupted there. So you were telemarketing back in in Latvia. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and counselling was just something I enjoyed, which I couldn't continue with that in here when I arrived to UK. So I started my own business, not what you should do when you don't speak English. I understand it now. <laughs> but back then I thought, okay, what can I do to actually make money without any English? Started my own business and because I didn't understand business, I didn't know what business is and I made huge mistakes, I started going to workshops and seminars to study and learn about business. Sure. And this is how I actually found out about life coaching. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that A thing is... A whole new is... world. Yes, exactly. And that was something what actually to me it was something what I thought yes this is what I like actually to do not only help with help people within the moment or now but also find the problem where it started and then how we can replace and how oh, it was oh, a whole new journey really? so I trained to be a life coach but I didn't do it a full time for several years because I was fully in my business sure it's only when I went to Tony Robbins business mastery <laughs> uh -huh, okay yes then after that I actually transformed my business massively and I stepped out of the business when actually I could do life coaching full-time fantastic but then people found out about me starting a business with no English, with no investment, with no money, and then now not even working in the business, how did you do it? So they asked me if I could help them build their own businesses. Okay. And I thought, well, okay, let me try it. So I did that, that was successful. Sure. And uh, 
that is just carried on. And speaking engagements, they just came out from my life coaching and business mentor because yeah, people start asking me, can you give a talk on that? Can you give a talk on this? Sure. And I thought, well, I know the subject, so why not? Uh-huh. So it just all went naturally, like gradually from one to another. Sure, incredible. I know. Incredible, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so, happy. So what were the changes then? So you say you went to Tony Robbins Business Master Race. Yes. Um, so what what's that? Is that that's like a, a weekend? Is it a weekend thing or is it one of his I marathons? I think it was four days. Four it days. was back in 2015 January, and I think it was four days event. Yeah. Okay, so four four years ago, four yes. days. Yes. Yeah. Actually. And, and what what changed then? What 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 did he discover there that that was that kind of breakthrough as Tony often uses? My biggest aha moment during the seminar, as I was sitting there, was when Tony Robbins actually asked, um, stand up everybody and sit down those who run the business for one year, three years, and he just went gradual to 20 years or 30 years. And then he did the same thing, what is your turnover? And he went from some several thousands to millions and billions. Yeah. And my, <laughs> my aha moment was, because I had self-limiting belief, saying I'm too young to run a business, I'm a woman, I came from a poor family and I don't have a knowledge. So I had lots of limiting beliefs, but and yet I was in the business. Yep. Same time I was thinking, I've done so well considering I haven't had none of that. Sure. So when I was sitting next to a man, he was actually from Yorkshire. Surprise, surprise, in of America, course. all the way in Florida. He's from God's land. God's land, yes. that's right. Um, other people will not like it. <laughs> <laughs> so he was from Yorkshire, he was sitting next to me and uh, he was running international multi-billion business. No way. And I thought, I understand why I am here, mm-hmm. but what are you are doing? You yes, yeah. exactly. And we had discussion with him afterwards and I, I asked him that question, like, I don't really understand what you're doing here because mm. it seems like you're doing well off, why? Yeah. And he said he was about 30 years older than me because we laughed like I could be his daughter. Mm-hmm. He said, Olga, you're so blessed and so lucky to be at this seminar now at your mm-hmm. age. Because I went, yes, precisely. And I thought, aha, uh-huh, that all makes sense now. Really? <laughs> so to me, despite it's such a small thing, but I guess I needed that to understand it doesn't matter how young or old you are. Sure, sure. It doesn't really matter. You are willing to learn and develop yourself when you're in that age and you're also willing to learn and develop when you're so young. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. So for me, that was a really big aha moment, in addition to many others, which actually gave me more understanding about business, And but these are more like dry sure, things. Sure. So so you was there then, what business was you, was you, was you in there? At, that, at time? that moment, it was uh, Leeds Cleaning Services. It was okay. a domestic cleaning cool. um, And business. that business is still running? Yes, but it developed to property maintenance management. Got you. Right, okay. Yes. Okay. So that, but that's still very live and active Oh, now. yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yes. yes. So, if, so if you had to stand up now in that audience, at what level of income would that kind of business... Oh, is that too personal? That's too personal, <laughs> yes. Let's leave it. <laughs> but, but what, Look no, at but, you. The, no, the, the point I'm saying is it, it financially provides yes. a good return. Yes. And that was off the back of the day. The, or the four days. That was off the back of, not the day, that was off the back of applying everything I learned. Because when you go to seminar, it's not the seminar what makes the change, it's what do you do After. with the knowledge. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I would never say it was the seminar, no. Sure. It was me applying things and I did not apply straight away the next day because uh-huh. when you get back, you're just like, <gasps> phone calls, emails and meetings, sure. you go crazy. And you've been out over the loop for 50 hours. Yes. Yeah. 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 In you addition to voice. that, I travelled. You lost your voice at the last one as well, didn't you? At the UPW. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was a combination of UPW plus my birthday plus everything else. Yes. Mm. But now I'm fully recovered. Fantastic. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. So, so then you came back out of of um, 
the business master way mm -hmm. and went to work on the, the, the maintenance, yeah. which was a cleaning business at the time yes. before it transitioned slightly. What was the main thing that you applied that business then to, to accelerate it? It was treating clients differently. It was creating more products within one <coughs> mainstream, which we had. Yeah. It was also just uh, valuing and dealing with my team differently, what obviously we were taught at the seminar. So it was applying in many different areas, all these sort of things. Of instead of just having one thing, just yes. work on the business. And also it was a lot about valuing myself more, valuing oh. how much we should charge instead oh, of yes. like, oh yeah, but we want to get more clients, let's be the cheapest. Be the cheapest. And everyone was yeah. like, no, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And until now, like even recently, we had a price increase within our company and it was quite a hefty one. Yeah. Um, but the reason for that was because I know how we differentiate, differentiate, differentiate ourselves from other companies. And many clients just said, yeah, okay. Yeah. And the lady who was actually dealing with the price increases, she was like, oh, I was so scared. So scared. So oh, why? Yeah, 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 of course. Some clients dropped out, but they dropped out because for them the money was more important than what they're receiving. They receive, yeah. And that's fine. They will go to some other companies, like we had last year, and then they will come back. <laughs> <laughs> Which often because happens. Because we had it, and yeah. we had it. Yes, yeah. one company they actually left because we increased the price. But we have to increase. Everybody else of course, increases the price. Absolutely. There's a saying, isn't there? <clears throat> There's a saying that you don't know what you've got until it's gone. Exactly. And I think that's very similar to what you're talking about there. Precisely. Yeah. So they left us because they were like, oh, you increased your price, we're going to leave. And then they contacted us three months later saying the new contractor. Please, come back. Come, yes. come back. Yeah. They tied him up for three months minimum contracts. They couldn't leave within 30 days like we have flexible contract. And also for them, it was all money, money, money. They were never solving any issues, any sure, problems, sure. nothing. So they were like, can we please come back? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yes, yeah. we did accept, we'll, of we'll course. Yes, of course. Good. No, they were really nice clients, really nice clients. Fantastic. But obviously it was a matter of... Um, Discussing with them sure. what exactly would happy with a new contractor so we don't repeat the same mistake. Of course. It's a lesson for us as well. It's always a lesson, isn't it? Yeah. So, so in, that, like, in that sense then, when you lose customers, how do you deal with that like yourself mentally? How do you prepare yourself? How do you bounce back? Because a lot of people, when they lose a customer, they feel like the world's ending. I think it's a really, really bad thing. Wrong. Yeah. If if somebody's losing a customer without having new customers in the pipeline mm -hmm. or in a waiting list, that means they're doing something wrong. Okay, so they're not marketing we, for new. Yeah, we have clients in a waiting list to work with us because Good. we we don't have too many people, so we can't um, kind of under deliver. We have enough of people to provide um, as many clients as we have, mm -hmm. and we grow gradually all the time. Sure. So we get new, new person, but then we also get new clients. So we always have clients in a waiting list who actually are ready to start with us as soon as we can deliver to them. And therefore that means if one client drops off, thank you very much, because we have another client. And it's not being nasty to clients, it's no, not, no, no, but some clients are really difficult. Mm. And it's not because they want to be difficult, because they have their own needs. Mm. As Tony says, there are several needs what people are driven by, and maybe some clients, they want just more attention than others. And very often, this is what it is, they just want more attention. So, yeah. And we are happy to give that attention. But some of them will just like to be difficult. Of course. And if you're a difficult client, I guess you need a different service provider. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, and, and, and I think you're absolutely right. And I mean, it's one of the things I say to people all the time is that we've been taught a lot of stuff wrong. So we've yeah. been taught a long time in business that the customer's always right. And that's far not from the truth. Always. Yeah, not, not always. Yeah, not always right at all, yeah. Clients will always try to get their point across, but you have to also be protective of your team and your business. And one of the conversations I recently had with one client who was really pushing to keep the very low price, which is not even realistically 
possible and available and explain to her, I can't do that personally. I wasn't touched with her myself personally, despite I'm not in business that much. But I wasn't touched personally saying it's not possible simply because I can't allow myself to pay my team, to pay our suppliers, uh-huh. to pay for everything else and still have yeah. you. Yeah. You know, because that means I have to lower the fee what I'm paying them. How fair is that? Yes. yes. It's not fair at all. But it was not. But the same with coaching. You see, when I do coaching for couples, and when they say, oh, my partner thinks always is right, or my partner says so and so, I would say, well, they're for example, drug addicted people. And they think it's normal to take drugs. And I would say, if it's normal for you, this is your normality. Mm-hmm. I can't teach you if what is not normal. If it's your normality, you think it's normal. But therefore, you must be with somebody who is also drug addicted. Uh-huh. Because then you don't have arguments. Because okay. then it's your world. You are there, you both are happy, everything is fine. Sure. But why would you drug addict person try to make other person being drug addicted? Yeah. Or who is not drug addicted, making other person not to be drug addicted. Uh-huh. The same happens in business. Sure. Some person with a bit screwed mentality <laughs> is trying to affect other people, which is just not fair. You need to be with the same people in the same environment yes. and then everything will be fine. I mean, just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Fantastic. So, so how did you transition then from a cleaning business, I mean, obviously, you, like you said, you've always had an interest in the counselling and the personal development world, or as it's now dubbed, knowledge world. That's the new yeah, word, isn't it, yeah. now, knowledge. Um, which is not really new, is it, to be fair, but yeah. that's a different story. Um, but how did you transition from being in a cleaning, maintenance business into then going into full coaching, mentoring, business mentor, coaching and life? And How did that transition occur? Because I managed to step out of the business, because uh-huh. I managed to delegate more, rather before I was control freak, who was like micromanaging everything and thinking sure. I'm the best person to do everything, uh-huh. which is not true, but yes. so many business owners are still there. So how did you do that then? So how did you... By finding right people, by coaching those people. So despite I was not maybe coaching full-time somewhere else, Mm -hmm. I was coaching my team and my people and making sure that I can always searching for ways how I can do things better. Uh Almost like Steve Jobs, he says, like, how can we do it better? For me, it was the same question. What can I do different? How can I do it differently? For example, if I would be on on the phone calls, answering phone calls all day long, what would I be able to do instead if I just have somebody else responding this? Calls. And sure. some of them are not even that important. So, so, so it's the awareness <laughs> yes. of the task that you're doing that's probably not what you should be doing. Exactly, because yeah. is it making me money or am I losing money? Of course. Because if you're not making money in business, you're losing that. Yes. So if you do some tasks which are not making you money, yeah. instantly you lose money. And for me, it was all the time finding what can I do so actually I'm not doing this task, but I'm also making money. That means either finding a new system or a new person or something else uh, to outsource something. So actually it still works, but I'm not there full time. But the biggest thing was to actually allow other people to do their own job the way they want to do it. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a Steve Jobs quote there as well, isn't it? He says that why would we hire intelligent people to tell them what to do? Yes, precisely. (laughs) Let them do the job because they will be creative in that case. Because if you tell them how and what, they will not perform up to the level. Yes, yes. They They don't believe it until they discover it. Yes. Yeah, sure. Exactly. And it's beautiful when you see them grow. It's really beautiful. Of course, yes. of course. So so then now now you transitioned into into the business where you you're mentoring and coaching people as well. How long's mm-hmm. that been? Uh for three, four years now. Three or four years, yeah. yeah. Good. Three, three. L- and you're loving it. 
Oh yeah, of course, yeah. absolutely. I can well, tell. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's so many things you can do within the business. It's either coaching the lead of the business, or maybe there's a team, maybe it's teaching them productivity, maybe it's motivating them, maybe it's actually showing them how to deal with the stress at work, mm. which is not always coming from work, it comes from your personal life, but mm. you think it's work because, oh, there's so many things. It yes. crosses over yes. so much, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, so how, how do you identify yourself then as an expert in your field, when you cover so many different topics, you now you talk about anxiety and stress, burnout, couples counselling, life coaching, business coaching. How, how do you how do you target in to to make sure that you don't affect your own belief system? Because I suppose it's very easy for you to maybe let your your own thoughts run away. Because we're all good at this, mm. and think, well, who am I as a person? Am I a coach? Am I a business mentor? Am I a leader? Am I a counsellor? Is there a, is there a system or a framework that you use to allow yourself to stay? I usually say oh, I'm life and the business coach because yes. um, what happens very often, I would have somebody coming to me to work on their business. Mm. We're going to end up working on their life, we're going to mm. end up working with the couple, probably their brother or sister will come along, so they will end up with working the whole entire family. So it's family coaching. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, and therefore, for me to tell I am just a depression coach, would just kill me because yes. if I would deal with only depressions, I probably will get depressed myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to do the same thing all the time. For uh -huh. that reason, I will not go to the same restaurant twice sure. in a very short time. So you want the variety? Yes. Yeah. And therefore, I like to have different cases, different uh, stories, different people, different areas of life because that gives that spiciness into what I do. Because yeah, yeah. there are people who can do the same thing all over again and again. And I don't blame them. It's fine. Mm. That's your certainty. But I would go mental. Oh, that would drive me insane. Which which ties in really, really nicely into the, one of the questions that I've got right here is patterns. Oh yes. Yeah, I love so, that. so yeah, <laughs> patterns, 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 because like people have a pattern for doing the same things. So they like to go to the same restaurant, watch the same films, do the same things. Whereas obviously you have a different pattern where you want the variety and you know, because it's the spice Excitement. of life. Yeah. You know? So so tell me about patterns. What what what, what does that really mean? Well, it means you have a need which you fulfill through a specific pattern. Uh -huh. So let's say my need is variety, mm -hmm. and therefore I have my specific need, uh -huh. specific pattern which I fulfill my need with. That means I go to different places. That means if I travel, I go to different places again. If I coach people, I coach different people. If I go to seminars, I go to different seminars. So my pattern is searching for new things, how else I can learn something, which is my need to grow as well. Okay. But my pattern is always searching for something different. Okay. And the same yeah. happens with other people's lives. It depends what the need is, they're searching for a different pattern. Sure. And it's good if they found their need and mm. found their pattern. But very often people have the same pattern without fulfilling their need. Of course. And this is what they struggle. Sure. They do a certain thing without realizing why, why they're the, doing it. Yes, yeah. exactly. So why is that then? Why, why is it that they have a pattern that's not fulfilling the need? Because very often it happens from their bringing. Uh -huh. Because they were taught so, they were shown so, they were told so. Yes. And they do it that certain way. For example, what happens very often, and the simplest way is maybe to explain in the cooking. If mother was teaching a daughter how to cook, uh, and if we go back to the old days when grand great mother was teaching that mother how to cook, that would be coming from, there was no oven, there was no microwave, uh -huh. there was no so many ingredients which we have now. Sure. So she would take probably three hours to make one dish, and therefore daughter, centuries later will do the same thing because there's a pattern which grandma created based on what she had back then. Of course. She taught this to her daughter and she will do the same thing. Yes. 
without realizing, hey, hang on a second, I can do it different now. Right. I don't have to repeat the same pattern what all my relatives were doing before because actually there are different things nowadays. Of course. There are different ways. I can go and buy bloody lasagna instead of cooking lasagna, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but then you couldn't. Yes, yes. So there's a reason why people actually continue with patterns which are not even their own. Right. It's their parents, their partners. Conditioned, yeah. Conditioned. Learned behavior, yeah. Exactly, copied, yeah. yeah. So, so how would one person go about finding what their need is as mm. opposed to just getting stuck in that pattern? Asking them a question, what makes me happy? What if they don't know that? You always know what makes you happy. Okay. If I would ask you, okay, what made you happy yesterday, what would you say? What made me, yes. yes. Um, oof, you've put me on the spot now. I know. Uh, <laughs> Going go to the gym in the morning. There we go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. what else? Uh, Going to yoga in the evening. Mm-hmm. What else? Falling asleep at yoga in the evening. <laughs> okay. And when you do the sport activities, how it makes you feel? It feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels and why it feels good? So, as well. And why it feels good? What do you feel within yourself? How do you feel? What are you becoming when you actually feel you're going to the gym, you're going to yoga, you do sport activities? What it does to you? Okay, you feel relaxed, you feel in control, you mm-hmm. feel content, mm-hmm. yeah, you feel mm-hmm. present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about your body when you do all of that? Um, comfortable. Mm. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. And do you like the transition? What happens with your body when you actually go to gym, when you go to yoga, when you actually you know you did exercises? Sure. That means you build your body, but then yeah. also you manage to go to um, yoga, but actually you let your body to relax. Uh huh. Is building your significance? Sure. Okay. Mm. Okay. So if so, you so, only need so, significance, what do you need to do? So you need to. So, so you're saying that so the need there, the driving force is a, is to feel significant. So if you, as long as you satisfy good. that. Yeah. And it, yeah. yeah, and it could be in different ways. The reason why you do also, as long as I know life and business coaching, because you transform other people's lives. Sure. Because how sure. do you feel then? Sure. Well, you feel significant. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So asking yourself a question, what makes me happy? Even if you think oh, I'm so unhappy, asking yourself a question, what specifically made me happy yesterday? What made me happy the day before? Sure. What made me happy last year? And mm-hmm. what made me unhappy? That means don't do that. Yeah. But do what makes you happy and find what's behind it. Of course. Simple as that. So, so then how do people identify what patterns, what negative patterns are they constantly repeating that's stopping them from fulfilling that need? Asking question, what makes them happy? (laughs) Because let's say uh, very often um, when I work with couples, uh, one of them will have very negative pattern, or should I say not negative, but in terms of different pattern to what other person had. Which could be perceived as negative from the other side. Precisely, because they never had it before. Like I work with one couple, Eventually, I started working with the whole entire family with children as well. But we started as just couple uh, coaching back then. And the lady, she was to tell me that, yeah, but we constantly argue. We disagree on many things. We do this. I'm like, okay. How was it in your family? She was like, oh, my parents never argued. So her perception is this is not normal. Sure. Because sure. her parents never argued. Never argued. She's never seen that, yeah. But saying that, her parents divorced as soon as kids grew up. Mm. So they protected the children. Mm. Yeah, okay. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So was her story right or wrong? Okay. Of course. That's up to her to decide. Sure. In her husband's family, parents argued all the time and they sure. always stayed together. Yeah, yeah. But they so argued. What did they argued. Yeah. yeah. So was they right or wrong? Mm. And when I asked her, so if that would be your friend who disagrees with you all the time, what would you do? She said different things. She said, well, I just would accept she has different views. Uh, Ta-da! <laughs> so once you're a friend, sure. that's all right, sure. because that's normal for people that's to normal. have different news. Sure. But her perception was, her pattern in her head was, 
couples don't argue because your parents did not argue. So then the question there then is how do you get them to make that change stick? Mm. Because obviously it's, it's, it's one thing to realise it, but as we know, it takes time for it to change. So how, how, how would somebody go about then implementing that change to make sure it stays permanent? I do it with the punishment and the reward system. Oh, right. So pain and pleasure. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we agree between them two that every time they actually do what they agreed on, sure. they will reward each other and mm. they come up with their own reward system. I don't care what the reward, yeah. reward system is. But if they don't, then whilst I work with them, I charge double. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. And usually go award. Well, yeah, yeah, that's one way. Because financial, let's face it. There we go. That's where it hurts people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, and because so if they don't do as they're told, they have to pay double. As they agreed, not told. Good. Listen, Mike, just, just coming off the record a little bit. Anybody that's watching this or listening to this podcast right now is one of my clients. If you don't do as what you're told, <laughs> <laughs> under Olga's advice, I'm increasing your fees double. <laughs> not told. Agreed. <laughs> Because I'm not here to tell them what they should do. I'm not no. the advice bureau. No, 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 sure. They agree what they're going to do. Sure. So if they don't do it, like they are charging that. double. That's really good, actually, yeah. And because while we work with them together, because not always they stay with me, obviously, for the rest of their life. It doesn't happen. But while they're with me, they build a habit of actually doing because they're forced to do so, sure, because sure. they're avoiding the pain of paying more. Mm. So it becomes natural, but we still agree with the punishment once they're not working with me anymore, mm-hmm. because it just continues. But by then, usually it's already worked. But if still, if they have to continue, they come up with their own pain. Sure. And the most ridiculous pain <laughs> I heard ever was to make a cup of tea. Oh, really? Because I thought, this what? is like so easy. <laughs> yes. But actually, one of the um, relationship partners <laughs> said, I would, I would I make, make a, cup a cup of tea, tea if I don't do it. And I thought, fine. Make yeah. a cup of tea. Yeah. But it's crazy what is the, the pain threshold for some people. But that's because your love language is not service. Okay, okay. And yeah. there's different thing as well within yes. the love languages because there are five of them. So your love language was not service, okay. which is making a cup of tea is a service. Sure. And therefore for her, anything to do for her partner would be like a pain because I'm not speaking this language. It's okay. like I'm not speaking Chinese. <laughs> okay, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Okay. So, so you said there's five aspects of, of love language. Yeah. What are the five? So the five are, and let me guess which one is yours. Oh. So, <laughs> first is communication. Sure. This one people um, praise others and they like to be praised. This one they uh, talk a lot. This one for them is important to communicate. And usually this is a very common for ladies because okay. they constantly complain about oh my god doesn't talk to me <laughs> why are we always silent the next one is uh, touches and cuddles okay and there are five love languages for teenagers for kids and for couples in general are they, but are they the same five for, for what across all of them yeah. but during the life you actually transition from one to another so as uh-huh. a child you could be very much cuddly and touchy sure. but you might end up being into service later on Got you. that all depends did you get enough of them or not when, yes yes yeah. because if as a child you were very touchy cuddly and you almost like that cuddly bear yeah. but you haven't had enough you will remain like that for the rest of, of your course. life sure. but you've had enough of that and you actually learn that actually yeah I do like this oh but I also like when I'm praised oh so you don't have combination of both uh-huh. you probably still like touches and cuddles sure. but you also would like to hear some praise okay so it could transition from one to another or could go into a combination of two Got you. the next one is uh, as I said already service so service. When actually you do things for other people and very often <laughs> you will notice our mothers are like that uh-huh. they uh-huh. do things for us yes. my mom she's very much service yes person. when yep. I go back to Latvia Olga could you eat these I've done this for you I've done, I'm like yeah, thank you, mom. Thank you. 
And I'm like, yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. But because it's not my love language, I feel like I'm obliged. Of course. But I do it because she's my mom. Sure. Out of respect, out of my love to her, mm-hmm. I still agree to do things. I still agree to eat everything what she feeds me with. And I come back being overweight <laughs> every time. <laughs> uh, because I respect her and she's my mom. Yeah. But in general, these would mothers very often will end up being service mm. person mm. Um, talking the service language because naturally they are caring a, about it's each other. It's a pattern again, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one is uh, spending time together. Mm. This one actually, you don't care about communication. You can be just together in silence and you're just fine. You don't need to cuddle, you don't need to kiss, you're just fine. I don't know, doing gardening together or going shopping together, anything, sure. anything, to, as long as you do things together. Together, yes. And my child is that. Really? Well, okay. He is okay. into together things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not my love language. <laughs> <laughs> but because I know it's his love language, I also sure. do things together with of him. Course. Because he doesn't care about everything else, as long as we do things together. together yeah. And because I give him enough of time together, he's happy. Good, good. Yes. and. The last one is uh, gifts and presents and tangible things. Okay. It doesn't have to be diamonds in your office all the time. It uh-huh. could be a little a love note. Of course. It could be a little chocolate, it could be a little yeah. card. But this one, very often you would hear from especially girls, oh, you never give me flowers. Mm. Because mm. they need some tangible they need things. something tangible, yes. Yeah, exactly. So when I explain to couples things like that, and one of the couples, they got divorced, then they got married again. So all together, yeah, they're married twice. They're all together, they spend about 42 years together between two marriages. Sure. And they never knew about this. So once I explained to them that all... It helps them to understand yeah, why... She was like, yeah. oh, now I understand why you never praise me, but you do things for me. Yes. Because his love language is service. Of course, of course. And he was very happy yeah. because she naturally, as a mother, sure. was doing things for him. Right. But she's very much into communication and yeah. talking. And she, so yeah. the agreement was, he's gonna praise her, he's gonna give her compliments. Incredible. Gonna, yes, yeah. exactly. Changes everything. Absolutely, yeah, and the both yeah. are. So what am I then? Come on. One of them is communication. Okay. Because you talk quite a lot. Okay. And I think no, it's one of them. really? <laughs> Probably I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you, you're a very giving person when it comes into communication. Mm-hmm. So I think one of them is communication. Others, I don't know, because I don't know you that well. Of course. Of yeah, course, so yeah. what do you think is your other one, um, if you I, have another I, one? I think it's the second one. So you said that was the connection, the touch, the... Oh, yeah, the cuddle, yeah. The, the cuddle, so... Yeah. so not well, you see, we are business people, so we... <laughs> we shake hands, we cuddle, we, yeah. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I think the, the, the really interesting thing that you mentioned there was the praise. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm very driven through praise. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, you, communication, yeah. Communication, yeah. So, yeah, yeah very good. So, there's there's patterns and yeah. there's different patterns within patterns as well. What, yes. what you're saying. So, what pattern would be a good pattern for someone to follow to success? This is such a broad question mm. because there's so many things. Sure. Well, first of all, I would say to start with finding your way, what you like to do. Okay. It doesn't have to be straight away bringing you lots of money or you making you very famous or taking you to the very next level than the very next day. Uh-huh. But something what you like to do, because when you start with something what you hate and you can't stand, it's very hard to continue your pattern. Okay. Because then you always find excuse and a reason why not to continue. That makes sense. Instead of continuing that. Of course. So yes, I would start even before building the pattern with something what you really enjoy doing. And this is done by, like as I said to my 13 year old, because now we're having a discussion about 
what he's going to study and where he's going to go and things like that. And I keep telling him, look, don't even think about going to university until you know exactly what you want to study, because I'm not paying all that money for you just to waste that. That's a parter. Yeah, if you don't know what you want to study, in that case you go into apprenticeship and you learn through getting a degree and getting money. Sure. But you learn what you like to work with. Yeah. Is it people? Is it technologies? Is it you like with machinery? Is it like the computers? What is it you like? Once you find your thing what you enjoy, what, then... like what lights you up, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. for me it was people. Yes. I need people. <laughs> I need people. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If I don't have people, I go like a flower without water. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's people and people person. Yeah. What, so why is that, by the way? Why do you think that? Because I'm very similar to that as well. Mm. I, 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 it's like I feed on energy from other people <gasps> in a positive way. Do you know, I'm not saying that I steal the energy. <laughs> I know what but you mean. I, yes. I, I find that I come alive. The more people yes. that surround you, the more alive I, I, I seem to illuminate. Yes. Why is that then? Because you're the same. You're saying. Because what are you getting when you are with people? Okay. What are you giving yeah. them? Okay, we'll move on from that then. So, <laughs> so, so I get you, yeah. Going back to the same thing, you feel significant because you give something to them, you build them. Even when you praise them sure. for a job where they've done really, really well, and you mm. see this lighting up eyes and you go, really? Yeah. It rubs your own significance. Of course, it's, yes. it's going back to the same need. No, that makes sense. Yes. So, so, so what would be some patterns of uh, unhealthy or well, what am I trying to say what would be some patterns that would make people unsuccessful I would definitely like to say the same opposite thing what I said earlier is doing some of what you hate uh -huh. that's first thing okay and second thing not valuing their time mm -hmm. well I always say your time is your pound or your dollar whatever country you live in but every minute is that currency and if you spend this time educating yourself mm -hmm. in the business, great. If you yeah. spend this time talking to customers, great. If you spend this time working on your own limiting beliefs and what you can do differently, that's great. But if you spend this time um, complaining, moaning, um, sure. in the wrong ways, sure. it's good to party. Yeah, I, I like to party, everybody likes sure, to party. Sure. But if you spend this time wasting time instead of building your business, mm -hmm. you'll become unsuccessful really of quickly. Because it doesn't matter how much money you invested. It doesn't matter how much knowledge you have. If you don't invest enough time, sure. and enough is different for many people, it could yeah. be four hours a week, yeah. it could be 48 hours yeah. a week, but if you're wasting your time, it will make you really, really unsuccessful. Of course. Yeah, of course. but also other thing is, what is your money pattern? Okay. Not only time pattern, what is your money pattern? So, so what do you mean by that then? Explain on that. Money, so, so you're saying money pattern? Yes. Yep. Okay. Oh, Yorkshire, money pattern. <laughs> money pattern, okay, money pattern. Yes, because if you see some people are not really good with their finances and personal life, sure. they have a pattern. Okay. Mm? Yep. What happens in the business? Do they get all of a sudden really wise with their money? No. Uh -huh. They repeat the same habits, which yep. in the personal life, in the business. Of course. That means the money pattern is not healthy. Yep. They do the same things, they go maybe into overdrafts and credits and they spend money not being wise, of they course. they overspend, they not live up to their life um, standard or income. That means they are not wise with their money. They bring the same habit into their business. Sure. And what happens there? You're talking about habits, yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and 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 I often say this with people is that with with money, there's there's three habits that I feel control mm. money. And and one of them is that at the end of the month, everything that you've earned, you spend more. So mm. as a result, you're in debt. Mm -hmm. The second habit is that everything that you earn at the end of the month, you spend everything. Mm -hmm. So you, you're just breaking even because you spend every mm -hmm. single penny. And then the final one, the third habit, is that you actually save 
more than you spend. So you end up with savings. Mm-hmm. And every single one of them is a habit. And, and so if you're, if you're currently in a habit of earning £50,000, but spending 60, earning 60 is never going to fix it. Because you'll spend 70. Yes. Oh, if you're in the habit of earning 50 and spending 50, yeah. earning 60 is not going to change it because you'll yep. just lift your level of lifestyle to suit okay. the money. So you have to change the habit. Yep. And, and so is this the similar kind of thing that you're talking about here with a money pattern? Very so similar. how would somebody go about changing that habit? Because habits are quite hard for people to break, aren't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But first of all, as you gave a really good example, if somebody uh, is earning 50,000, but they spend 60, how about you take her from 50, 10,000 mm. into the saving and you only have 40? Uh-huh. You still have 50. Sure. But you take off 10 and you have only 40. Uh-huh. That means you have to live on 40. So you put money into the same account first mm-hmm. and then you leave off everything else. Mm-hmm. And because you're short of money already, but your subconscious knows just in case there's some money. Yeah. So yeah. if you will need some money, you can always go into your saving. But same time, you're already changing a habit from reducing money which you have well, to you're spend. Moving, you're moving into habit three, which is the savings habit. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But the same happens with um, the weight and dieting. So why people become overweight? Because they are consuming more calories that they're burning. So the same with money. They are earning more, but they're saving because they don't spend enough, right? That's overweight and that's uh, money saving. The same happens when actually you consume enough of calories, but you also burn the same amount. Of course. And this one actually people earn and spend the same amount of money. Okay. And it happens if you don't consume enough, but you burn more, you lose weight drastically. Okay. That's what happens with money. So so here's a a bit of a curveball then for you. Oh, go on, go on. (laughs) Do, Do you feel... Because obviously we are very, we're powered through the mind, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. The subconscious, the mind, is the real power behind us. Yeah. So, so do you think that actually eating is what makes you fat? Or is it that you believe eating that type of food will make you fat? Yeah. Not burning everything what you eat, this is what makes you fat. Yeah. Because you can eat as much as you want, as long as you burn the same amount of calories. Uh-huh. If you ate 15 hamburgers today, but you go on a, I know, massive hike, and after that you went bicycle ride, and after that you went dancing, and you burn more than you ate, who cares? Sure. But what if you convinced yourself that you've done it, we are actually doing it? Do you think the result will still be the same? Because that will make you to exercise less. Yeah. That will make your subconscious not to do enough of exercise sure. to actually burn. So what I'm saying though is that that I remember seeing some research that was carried out where they took a load of hotel maids who was, they took the ones that was overweight and they asked them about what the routine was and they said, oh, well, we, we woke up so many stairs a day, we changed bed sheets yeah. all the time and they were subliminally planting messages saying, well, you must be really fit then. You mm. must be really in good shape and mm. healthy. And what they did is they did it off as like a health test mm. and they tested them again a, a month later and they'd all lost weight because they believed now all of a sudden that what they were doing was exercise and it actually mm-hmm. should lose weight. So the belief system said to them that actually, hey, listen, you should lose weight for what you're doing. That's true. But look what they were doing. They actually were believing that and they were doing something to achieve that. Yes. What happens with belief system? You can't have a belief, I'm losing weight and lying on a sofa for a whole month. Of course. Right? You need to do your belief makes you yes. do something. And therefore, it's quite important to work on your belief system because what mm. is your belief system? This is what you become. Mm. But not because you're lying down on a sofa. Of course, yeah. <laughs> because your it has system, to be in alignment, yeah. Yeah, because your belief system makes you do something. So, for example, if... Um, well, recently I was working with uh, one lady uh, on uh, fighting her man and he'll offer for your life. Mm. And uh, her belief system was all men are idiots. Uh-huh. Guess what? Guess what, yeah. 
every man she found was an idiot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, what a surprise. Because yeah. yeah. your belief system makes you focus on those guys who are not normal. Sure. And you just you ignore find what you look the... for. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. So it's not like she's sitting at home, not finding at all nobody. No, she's specifically sure. going where? To some silly dating websites. We know some of them. Like yes. T, that T word. Don't mention that T word. T word. What's that? T word. T word. T word. The dating website with a T. Tinder. Oh, yes. Ah. yes. <laughs> yeah, so if she goes there, guess who I'm going to meet? Yep. Pretty the people much. that she's looking for, yeah, totally. There we so, go. So, pe- so people do this all the time as well, don't yes. they? Do you know, in every aspect of their lives. Of course they do. So, so the question there then is, why are they doing it, even though they know that, well, maybe they don't know that that's what they're doing, mm-hmm. but why is it that they feel drawn and magnetised to keep on looking for that? Because it's their normality. Yes. One lady, she's 23, we are working with her still now. Um, she came to me, very young lady, and you think, why would you need some help? You're still very young, you haven't lived life. Yeah, you're a yeah. <laughs> But, but, or but, as Yorkshire people say, but. Um, she came to me saying, why all my boyfriends are the same? They're all the same. They're drug addicted, they're violent, they're arrogant, they're blah, blah, blah. My first question was... What kind of guys are you looking for? No, because she doesn't know what she's looking for, uh, right? She thinks she knows, uh-huh. but she doesn't know. Her subconscious knows, uh-huh. but she doesn't know. My first question was, tell me more about your family. Oh, right, okay. What's happened in your family? Okay. Apparently, um, her dad left family long ago, so she had a stepdad who actually was... Exactly everything like that. There we go. Yeah. So her normality in her head became, guys are like that. Sure. Guess what? She, her subconscious is driving her to guys like that of course so when she found out that she was like wow i didn't know i'm actually looking for a proof of what i believe i'm like precisely so we had to work really hard on twisting that and making her notice other normal guys what is normal it's hard to say what is normal Mm -hmm. but other normal guys that was pay attention to your customers pay attention to people on the street pay attention to some of your friends pay Mm -hmm. attention to somebody else around you what are they like? What are the men like? What are the girls like? What are the partners in general like? And she was so shocked. I can't tell you. Because for yeah, because for her it was unbelievably hard to believe that guys can be different. Yes. And she was just completely off the radar, like with what? Away. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And that's only one of the examples, and I have hundreds and hundreds of them because people are tapping into what they think is normal for them. Of course. Because they got used to it, because they've seen it in their family, at school, within the first relationship, what happens very often. Of course. You, you continue with the same type of the partner whom you had yeah. within your first relationship, because that became your normality. Sure, sure, that makes total sense. So, so if we had to take Olga back 10 years. <sighs> Don't. <laughs> so ju- just, just as she was coming into the UK, 10 years ago, did you say? Mm-hmm. 10 years ago this month, well, in 23. 23 days. Yeah. yeah, so if you went back 10 years to, uh, to Olga back then, what advice would you give Olga about these next 10 years? I would definitely tell myself, waste less time, uh-huh. because I did waste quite a lot of time. Uh-huh. Wasting it in, in what sense? How was you wasting time? Um, but is it now in terms of business? Because I'm thinking more about business. Maybe I should sure. have spent more time working on the business. That's why I'm saying wasting. Because oh, right, okay. traveling is never wasting, actually. It's no. actually exploring and things yeah. and enjoying yourself. Uh, but maybe doing slightly less of that and exploring the world. Um, 
but working on the business. But again, was it really wasting? That's a good question, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I would say maybe invest more time into business so you could step out even quicker. Yes. That's for sure. Uh, don't come to UK without English. <laughs> <laughs> that would be one of them. Learn yeah. the rules before you play the game. <laughs> yes, exactly. However, saying that, I don't think so. I would ever learn that uh-huh. because I was immersed into English culture and I had to learn it. I think that's why I progressed with that so quickly because now I know some people who lived in this country longer than I did. They still don't speak English right, right. because they were always within their community. So they don't need to. Of course they. Mm. Well, for them, they don't need to, yeah. but I think we need. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. No, like, yeah so, sorry, yeah, I meant yeah. that they, they don't need to, so they've no real desire to change that. Precisely, yes. yeah. But for me, my belief was, I want to establish myself in this country, I want to achieve a lot, I'm very driven, therefore what I need to do first, speak English. Mm. So I was calling 3G Network, Right. believe me or not, right. making up issues with my phone. Uh-huh in order to speak English. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a free call, right? So I could do that. Yeah. Well, there were some Indians on the other side, so. <laughs> so, okay, okay. I struggled to understand them, but it was good practice. It was yeah. good practice for you as well, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. listening to people conversations on the bus, like, yeah. what are they talking well, about? Well, you used to be able to just go into Frankie and Benny's and you could learn Italian in the toilets. Oh, yes, because, oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so maybe that's a, uh, yeah, well, that's a different, that's a different That's business. a different conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> that's a strategy. And what else would else. I tell myself? Um, You know what? I don't think so. I would change anything no. apart of these two things. Yeah, because it that's incredible. It was challenging. Mm-hmm. I probably would say don't go into the previous relationships, which brought me into rock bottom financially. Mm-hmm. But even if I wouldn't be there, I wouldn't be who I am now. You wouldn't be who you are now. Yeah. yeah so yeah. even that, I'm very grateful because then I would understand so many of my clients. I wouldn't be able to coach them. Of course. Because not experienced having, it. Precisely. Yeah. Just having a theory is not enough. Yes. As a driver, you need to know the practice as well. Of course. And for me, knowing the theory was good, mm-hmm. but knowing the, the practice, the reality is even better. Of course. So no, it's not even, yeah. I wouldn't change it. It's all actually. lessons, yeah. yeah. Yeah, everything. So so yeah. what what's one thing that you want to really work on on you right now then? What's going to make Olga even better? Even better? Yeah. Is there a pattern that, you, that you're working on right now that needs to be upgraded oh yes absolutely <laughs> we always grow nobody's perfect absolutely nobody and far away from perfection um, I think one of the things which I'm working now but more internally here is in four years time I want to go around the world doing seminars and coaching worldwide mm. and one of the patterns which was with me for a very long time before I started doing my speaking was I don't speak good English. Okay. I did have my voice coaching, have my training, and still I was like, I don't speak good English. Right. So I did deal with that. Obviously, I need to always improve, like everybody else needs improvement all the time. But to get to this worldwide level, it's working on more content, working on more information which I can pass on to people, and really building that. So it's taking myself to the very next level of, of where I am now, yeah. because I'm very happy with what I do now. It's coaching one-to-one, doing workshops and seminars locally, within organizations, doing for them. 
but I do want to travel around the world. Brilliant. That's For me, amazing. that would be phenomenal. Fantastic. So it's taking myself to the very next level. Of course, that's, yeah. that's incredible. Olga, I want to thank you for your time today. I could literally sit here and, and really take to pieces all the stuff that we're talking about for hours. And maybe we should at another time. Let's do it. Let's do it another time. But, it. but for now, thank you so much for your time. For everyone that's watching, for everyone that's tuned in, uh, either listening or watching this, where can they find out more about you? About me? Well, definitely by following the link. I guess so you will be um, we'll put a link posting in the description, something. Yeah. yeah, so that's my website, which is newlifekickstart.com. Uh, I'm on social media. They can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the easiest way, actually. Yes. It's just professional. Um, but pretty much, yes, by following the link which you're going to post under the podcast. Absolutely. I'm there. Absolutely amazing. Olga, once again, thank you so much for your time. It's been incredible. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thank you.